Hi, my name is Madison Jaffe, and I want to welcome all of our listeners to the latest episode of Positively Penn. Today I will be speaking to Penn Junior Christina Miranda, who is the president of Penn's chapter of Project Heal. Hi, Christina. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Madison. Thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Of course. The first thing I want to ask you about is what is Project Heal's mission? Could you give our listeners a background about that and let us know what the acronym stands for? So HEAL stands for Help to Eat, Accept, and Live, and Project HEAL is America's strongest voice that full recovery from an eating disorder is not only possible but should be accessible for everyone. And they work a lot through peer mentorship, treatment grants, and a huge network of volunteers to bring the message of full hope for recovery to communities across the country. That's awesome. And why is Project HEAL meaningful to you in particular? When I was 12 years old, I suffered from an eating disorder and it took me many years to recover. And since getting better, I really just felt like it's been my mission to help other people. So when I heard about Project Heal, I just had to get involved. And since then, I've had met a lot of people who also have eating disorders and struggle with body image issues. So when I came to Penn, I feel like on campus, we just really need the awareness here. So I started a chapter here at Penn. So as someone who has, you know, suffered from an eating disorder, but also recovered and has known other people who have gone through these processes as well, could you give us a background about what to keep an eye out for, whether it's a close friend, someone you don't know very well, a family member, really anyone? So I first just wanted to say that you can't look at someone and be able to tell that they have an eating disorder. It's a common misconception that eating disorders look a certain way and that people have to look sick. Eating disorders can really affect people of all sizes, ages, genders, sexual orientations. Uh, But one important thing I would say is to consider their behavior, changes in behavior that weren't there before. And a lot of times it's more about the feelings associated with food and body image and weight. So for anorexia, you'll notice a lot of restriction, restrictive behaviors, Um, and the obsessiveness is very common there. With bulimia, the key here is compensatory behavior. So a lot of people think that bulimia only has to involve purging, but it can really involve over-exercising or laxative use. And for binge eating disorder, which is the most common eating disorder across America, it's really about the shame and guilt associated with eating, binging food in private, And it's not necessarily about the quantity of food or how often. So most importantly, it's just important to know that eating disorders can look different ways for different people. And there's no, unfortunately, there's no strict set of symptoms that someone must have to be suffering. Thanks. Obviously, whenever you see someone going through some sort of difficulty, whether it's a mental illness or just some sort of behavior that you feel is unhealthy, it's really hard to approach them because you don't want them to feel defensive or you don't want to be wrong. But obviously, in this case, having a network of of loved ones or people who are there to support you is really important. So how do you think that we can be proactive about having concerns and then potentially discuss these unhealthy eating patterns or exercise patterns? with people around us. Yeah, so it could be so hard to approach someone that you love when you're concerned about them, but it is but it is so important to do so because you can be the first step in someone getting help and someone seeking treatment. 
So most importantly, to come from a place of love and to understand that eating disorders often have underlying issues associated with them. So asking someone how they are, how they're doing, if you're noticing these changes in their behaviors with food and eating and weight, it would be better to ask, how are you, rather than um, something about their behavior in the first place. Secondly, it's so important to use I statements rather than saying things like, you've lost weight or you're not eating right, it would be better to say, I've noticed that, you know, you have been skipping lunch. Um, And then furthermore, you can extend, be their friend and extend that invite. So if it means being like, hey, I'm going to get food, do you want to come with me? That could make a huge difference for someone to have your support that way. And then um, most importantly, I think, to be a positive model for food and body image yourself. So every day, like no one is perfect and everyone has hard days where they don't necessarily like how they look or how they feel. But it's so important to when you're, especially when you're around someone you know that's struggling with body image or eating disorder, that you talk kindly to yourself and to others. So definitely try to avoid shaming yourself for your weight or something that you ate and rather focus on how food is fuel and it makes you do all the great things that you're able to do and all the things that you like about yourself and those things don't have to necessarily be physical they can be compliments you give your friends about how funny they are or how great their laugh is and these things really draw attention to the fact that we are all so much more than how we look And um, the last thing I wanted to say is that, you know, it's so hard when you're talking to someone about a mental health problem, but it's so much better to say something. And I always tell people I'd rather say something and be wrong than not say anything at all and be right. So by that, I mean, it can be scary, but if you take that first step and that person ends up needing help, you will not regret it. Thank you so much. I think those are really amazing tips and they can be so hard, but you could change that person's life. So I appreciate that. Um, So, you know, as to go back to something maybe a little um, more positive, earlier you talked about Project Heal's mission is all about achieving full recovery. What are some concrete things that Project Heal does that shares this good news? Yeah, so Project Heal's mission, one of them is really their treatment access program which provides treatment grants for people who can't afford eating disorder treatment. Unfortunately, treatment for eating disorder, especially quality care, can be extremely expensive, um, and insurance companies are not always super great with covering any kind of mental health care. So Project HEAL offers these grants that everyone works so hard to fundraise for so that people can have that access to care, which is so important in their recovery. And also they have this great program called Communities of Healing, which are one-to-one mentorship opportunities for people who are suffering with eating disorders. It's like a support group, but it's not run by a clinician. Instead, it's run by people who have lived experience with eating disorders and have recovered. And I think that that's so important to have that positive influence and that mentor in your life when you're suffering from an eating disorder. Absolutely. And, you know, we touched on some of this earlier, but I just wanted to find out if you had any more tips or any other points that you wanted to make about how we can not only help people if we think that they have an eating disorder, but also promoting body positivity and healthy relationships with food and exercise, even if, say, our friend 
doesn't in, doesn't have a clinical disorder but still is looking for help. Right. So I think it's super important to acknowledge, like you said, that someone can suffer from disordered eating and body image problems without necessarily having an eating disorder and their struggles are still just as valid. And what we can do um, on campus at Penn and just in the day to day, like I said earlier, it's really important the kind of things that we say to our bodies and the relationship we have with health and exercise. So it would be important to stress that you should do exercise because it makes you feel good, not as punishment for something you ate. And it's okay to sometimes take a mental health day. And sleeping in can be just as important as waking up early and going to the gym. Or going out to eat with your friends can also be fun and rewarding. And you don't always have to be eating um, how people think healthy, how you should be eating all the time. And most importantly, I always hear this on campus, like I'm just so, so busy and we are all so busy here, but it's so important to not use your busy schedule as an excuse to not put your health first. So that could be don't skip meals all day because you're doing homework or don't, if you enjoy exercising, don't put school before that. Do things that feel good and make your body feel good. Awesome. Those are really great tips. And I think you know, it really is hard to be here at Penn and you have to find balance, but if we're not feeling our best or doing things to make ourselves feel happy, then it's just, it's not worthwhile. So I really appreciate that. And those are all the questions that I have for you today. And I just really wanna thank you for sharing your story and sharing your resources. Your passion is so inspiring. And I hope that from listening to this podcast, people are one, inspired to help take better care of their own bodies, stand up and, reach out to their friends and loved ones, but also get involved with Project Heal and make sure to check them out on social media and just look them up online because this is a really, really amazing program with people who are really passionate about helping others. Yeah, thank you so much. We really are just all about starting the conversation. Things like eating disorders can be so hard to talk about and they have a lot of social stigma around them. But if we just start that conversation and we sped, spread a positive message that hope is not only out there and that there are resources, we can really reach a lot of people. Great. Thank you so much, Christina. And thank you for all, to all our listeners. Make sure to tune in next time.